Well, it's another Wake Up With KC, and today I have a very special guest. I had her on before, but there was audio issues, so she is so happy to come back on and let's redo this interview. Ed, you know, I always talk about reinventing yourself, you know, life transformation and whatnot, but what about if you're in your early 60s and then you go through things and have realization of, hold up. I want to do something new and different. And I have a very special guest joining us today. Please welcome Esther Berinsky. Hey, Esther! how are you? <laughs> We're back. And the audio is good. <laughs> Yay. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me again. I appreciate it. And oh. yes, transitions. That's, that's my story. hundred percent. And I mean, like, I didn't even know what I wanted to do like what my passion was, you know, usually when you're in school, they try to tell you get a good job, get good grades and whatnot, or get good grades and then get a good job, you know, go to college and all this other stuff. I never resonated with that. But then I also was like, what do I do? But then I got married, had kids. And then it was like, okay, you got to get a job. You got to take care of kids. You got to take care of a house. But I didn't really know what I was passionate about until I was in my forties. I hear you. Yeah. That's not so uncommon. And, uh, that's pretty much what happened to me. However, in my case, it started in my early sixties. And though I had a passion for it when I was younger, it was basically, um, disregarded by others and, I was told, oh, that you could never make a living doing that. So I always had an interest in acting. Um, I did do a little bit in my early 20s. And of course, at the time, my parents and my ex-husband um, discouraged me greatly. Uh, I was supposed to attend a theater school. In the end, I went to um, what we have here, CJEP University, and I studied psychology, though I had an interest in that as well. And so many years later... Um, you know, after sort of stumbling across voiceover work, just at a party where somebody approached me and said, hey, you have a great speaking voice. Have you ever considered voiceover work? I looked into it. I started taking classes. I was in my early 60s. And uh, from doing voiceover classes and some work, I realized that, you know, I really should take some acting classes because there's a lot of acting required in voiceover work. And I started taking some acting classes, but I was not like full force into it. It was sort of like a side hustle, so to speak. I had a, um, a accessory, a fashion accessory home based business, and I was doing a lot of pop up sales. I was in a store for many years where I was a partner with someone. So it was not something that I took seriously. And um, I uh, continued to pursue it. Of course, there was the lockdown. And so I really couldn't do the, the business. I kind of sort of faded out of that and focused on voiceover work. And then I got extremely ill in December oh, wow. of 20. Um, I think it was 2020. Yes, it was December of 2020. It was not COVID. I had a tear in my upper, um, it was actually my duodenum, and um, I was violently ill, and they were throwing all kinds of um, diagnosis at me, 
and I had many, many tests. I was um, had a, you know, uh, my stomach was pumped for six days. I was there for eight days and I was told all kinds of horrendous possibilities, you know, what they call differential diagnosis. And it was terrifying and frightening. And um, the, finally, the, the last test it didn't seem that there was anything, but they still did some biopsies and I had to wait two weeks to find out the results. And when I got the results and I realized that it was caused by an ulcer and that, in fact, I was going to be OK, I made the decision. I'm going to go for it. I've always wanted to act, um, you know, I just decided to do the full package. I took master classes online, went and got headshots and pursued getting an agent and just went full force into it. And in that journey, I also um, met some people who were into podcasting and they introduced me to, um, you know, how to use the um, I, like yourself. I, I use StreamYard. And so like, you know, all the basics and and uh, one individual in particular, Mr. Robert Alessio, he taught me the ins and outs of it. And I started pursuing guests. So I, so I was doing podcasting. I was putting myself out there as an actor. Of course, there wasn't much I can do because uh, in Montreal, Quebec in particular, the lockdown was very severe. So there really, you really couldn't do very much. And for four months, all sets were shut down. So I just pursued learning and getting into podcasting. And uh, in addition, um, I also started getting more into content creation just because I was already kind of online doing things. And by fluke, I did a video on TikTok of all places because I only had like 70 followers and I was rarely on there. And I said, but I started putting some of my podcast stuff on there. I decided to do a video about um, ageism where I put an aging filter on me and said, you know, I'm 64 years old and people expect me to look like this instead of, and then I showed what I really looked like. And I wrote that phrase, age is not my cage, which I heard somebody say, my age is not my cage, which I really resonated with. And it blew up. So that was very telling. I, I realized that there, wow, that really resonates with people. And there's like a community out there so I also pursued that as well. So here I am, 65 years young, and I'm doing content creation, I'm acting, I'm doing a bit of voice work, and I'm podcasting. And who would have thought at 65 that all these new things would be um, happening to me? And I'm loving every second of it. Wow. That is impressive, just because of a... Uh, I got to sneeze. Bless oh my you. gosh. Sorry. That was adorable. That was an adorable <laughs> sneeze. Um, the allergies here are just. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. It's bad there. It seems like Florida, it's all year round. There's something different, you know, blooming or whatever. Um, wow. Because when the pandemic started happening, you know, here where I'm at, I went back to school to brush up my skills from Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And then wow. October 15th of 2020, I launched my podcast. And it's funny because, like you said earlier, you got discouraged because of what other people said. But Unfortunately. Down, your gut, your soul essence was like screaming at you, do it, do it, do it, do it. And I hear that 
you know, we deny ourselves our true essence, our true authenticity because of fear, because of what other people say. Sadly true. And that's like a doggone shame. Absolutely. I agree. And I'm living proof of it. And I highly suggest to anyone, if you have a passion for something, just go for it. Don't let others talk you out of it. Don't listen to the naysayers because, you know, you can't go pleasing others. You have to please yourself. And if you're not happy, you can't be happy for the others around you. And, you know, definitely lesson learned big time. And because somebody else is not happy and they're not fulfilling their dreams or they gave up on their dreams, they're wanting you to do the same thing. Of course, misery loves company, number one. And of course, people, and this is another thing. It's interesting. In one of my podcasts, I talk about um, jealousy. We did a whole show on jealousy. And um, in fact, there was a lot of that in my journey that I had very good friends who just sort of like poof went away because I was podcasting because I was acting and I was having some success and they didn't like that. They liked, you know, miserable, unhappy Esther. Like they didn't like this new Esther. Like who's, who is this? She's doing well. We don't like it. You know? So a hundred percent. Good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't your friends anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So that's unfortunately the way things happen often. And it's like, it's, it's amazing to me, you know, even through my journey of recognizing, you know, my own insecurities, my own fears. And then, you know, that's how belief systems are created, you know, not by just like, you know, growing up hearing, you know, what people are telling you of how you should be, what you should be doing and whatnot. But then you start creating your own beliefs as well. And we get in our way. Oh, yes, we do. And I think women especially tend to do that. Like they are, we're more um, geared to be people pleasers and, you know, to sort of accommodate others and, Sometimes we are our own worst enemy because of that. And our most inner critic, too. Oh, geez, I could talk for hours about that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm short, I'm too fat, I'm too old. You know, no, 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 no. Stop that. I say stop the, you know, the narrative and just like create a new narrative because you're never going to be satisfied. And you know what? Who you are is, is who, you know, you'd be surprised how much the world wants who you are. They And they do. And I've noticed lately there's been like a, a a change to where people are now done with the bullshit that they're hearing. And now they really want like someone who speaks truth. That's yes. real, authentic. Exactly. And I hear that a lot. And I know I spoke earlier about TikTok and guys, TikTok is not for a bunch of teenagers just dancing. There's a huge community of 50 plusers on there, and they are just dying to have people talk the truth, talk about what they're going through and how they're feeling. And I get so many private messages, uh, comments. The, the engagement is crazy because they they go like, "Oh my God, yeah, yeah, that's how I feel," or "Yeah, yeah, I can't believe you're saying that," or, or "Thank you for saying that because that's that's what I'm going through." and 
you know, so it, it, it just became, it just sort of blew up and, and it made me realize that you're exactly what you're saying. They want to hear the truth, the reality. And I, I motivate a little bit, but I also say, you know, it really sucks about being in your sixties. And I talk about it too. Like, yeah, there's some, you know, some days I feel like crap and other days I feel great. And that's something that I've learned to adjust. And they're like, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, like, I can't believe you're saying that everybody expects me to do X, Y, Z or, or on the other hand, you know, you could still go out and pursue your dreams. It doesn't matter regardless of your age. And it's like, yes, that's what I want to hear. So there's a lot. Um, there's a lot of people who want to hear the truth and want people who are authentic. Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the things about my show. I'm going to be authentic. There's no filter because I'm at that age now. It's like, I really don't fucking care anymore you yes, know kind of she thing said the f word <laughs> and i'm just you know you want the truth okay i'm gonna give you the truth but you know a lot of people have accepted the denial yeah or they believe in other people's truths and belief system and they never thought to question they've accepted it. and it comes from childhood growing up oh yeah you know and, you know, there's things that I question, you know, on, you know, I, I'll talk about religion to where I talk about the history of it. Like, hold up a second. Something doesn't add up here. You know, I study ancient civilization and trying to connect the dots and then I'll reveal, hey, this is what I've discovered, <laughs> you know, um, let that be food of thought, you know, question your own beliefs. Oh, yes. I've been doing that since I was a child. My parents were Holocaust survivors. And my father came from a very, very religious uh, Jewish background. And while this horrifying things were happening, his father would sit and read the Bible. And my father had to go out and, you know, get food as a child. And it was just, you know, it's like, where, where, so believing in all this, how did it help that you know, six million of our people were murdered just for being who, you know, for having a different religion and that their family members were, were my mother's mother and father were killed right in front of her. She had to go in hiding. I mean, the stories are horrendous. And I was told them growing up. And so when it came to religion, I had a very hard time with it. I still struggle with it and the concept of God and all that because of what my families have gone through. How could that be allowed to happen? What did they do to deserve that type of treatment? Children, mothers, grandmothers, like what? What? You know, I I have a great deal of problem with that. And, and my parents were both uh, quite damaged because of it. My mother has post-traumatic stress disorder that she never addressed because it wasn't, it was frowned upon to seek help. She's in her 90s now, and she has a lot of difficulties because of the trauma of all that. And all that is based on the fact that she was a Jew in Poland in the, you know, in, in the 30s, uh, you know, obviously when the war broke out in, in you know, 1940, etc. And how does that make sense? Yeah. I questioned, like, what, what? And I'm supposed to believe all this after that happens? I lived in a world of doom and gloom all the time because of that. And at the same time, I, you know, I was told, oh, don't go play with the neighbors because they're not Jewish and, you know, they may turn on you. 
my, that's my mother saying that because of the trauma she went through because she was best friends with her neighbors and the Nazis came and said, oh, where are the Jews? And they pointed to the house next door. And that, like, so yes, it sounds crazy, but that that's real. And that's, I, that's these are stories I heard as a child. So you talk about questioning religion. Oh yeah. I, I could have oh, a yeah, show about that. On. People really knew the truth about religion it was to control, dominate, conquer, divide. Yes. And if you didn't convert over to religion, yeah. especially Christianity back in, in history, yeah. what they did, the torturing, the, I mean, it's, it's horrific. And why would you want to be a part of that? Yeah, so I, I I hear you, and I know it's, this is very controversial, but, you know, listen, we're speaking our truths. This is how we feel. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's, we're taking away from other people's beliefs. I, you know, I have to sort of try to res respect what people believe in, but I, like you, question and control a thousand percent. It was always about control, in my opinion. It is, it is, it exists today, the control. So, you know, I... I see it clearly because I grew up the way that I did. And, and you know, I still, I do all the traditional um, uh, holidays um, more out of the culture of it. And because it was a culture that that at one time people just wanted to obliterate, you know, just, just get rid of. And so I feel very strongly about no, it's never going to happen again. And we have to be strong and we have to be proud. And so that's how I feel about it. But I don't look at it from a religion perspective. It's more out of the culture of it. It's a beautiful culture. I'm very proud. And I taught my kids, you know, listen, I'm, my boyfriend is Italian. My, my daughter married an Italian boy. So their, their child, they have a, a boy, a three months old, and he's going to be you know, uh, their decision is to expose them to both religions, both cultures, etc. And it'll be eventually his choice. But, you know, it's it's unfortunate that there's that struggle that why does he have to make a choice? Can't he, you know, like <laughs> Just let him be and let him discover yeah. it on his own journey. Don't right. like, put him in it when he's especially at a young child's age they have no freaking clue yeah. right until they get into their teenage years and become an adult then let them venture out and discover it themselves yeah you know? exactly and so that's so you know that's so that's her their journey i see it from the outside there's some there are some things here and there and i can really see it coming up but you know we just have to let it be and um it's it's sad that we have to be concerned about it. It shouldn't there shouldn't be a concern. But here's another thing that people don't realize. I talk about emotional energetic traumas. Okay? You what the trauma you experienced based on your religion of what you were brought up and your mother and her mother and whatnot. That is emotion, energy and motion. Okay? It went from your grandmother to your mother to you even oh 100 percent, and to my daughter and son they they both they're grandchildren of holocaust survivors and they have all the um characteristics so to speak they have that anxiety it's energy. And, and, it's yeah. emotion, that yeah. feeling. yeah so my question is 
how much further back does it go based on the history that I studied? Yeah. So I remember being fascinated in high school with Mesopotamia. Like (laughs) that, I don't know what that was. Something about their culture was fascinating to me. I I get it. Mesopotamian, if you uh, understand about Sumerian writings, the cuneiform and the text back then, they were like the first civilization to actually write. And and then the mathematics. And then I like doing my studies and research. I'm like, how do they know about property taxes? How do they even know about wages? How do they know about physicians and this and that and the other? And it, it's not just then there, you got the Sumerian kings and then these gods, because there was more than one. It was like a, a rank, a title of who was reigning and whatnot. They were considered gods, kings, lords, things like that. So I'm connecting the dots. I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. Like now I'm connecting the dots. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe people are so ignorant that they don't, they're not really learning their history. Because if you don't learn your history, you're destined to repeat it. And I see we're repeating it. It's just a different time. It's taken a different form. And it's also in a different time period. It's like a movie screen going off in, in my mind's eye, my third eye. It's showing me and I'm like, ah! okay, how do we wake up? How do I get everybody to wake up so we don't have to repeat this? Not just for ourselves in this time, but the future generations for, you know, coming up. It's it's a tough one. And it's, you, you know, it's hard to make people to or difficult to make people see what you see and understand the way you understand things. You know, we, um, you know, as adults of children of, of Holocaust survivors, because my ex-husband was also a, a child of Holocaust survivors. One of the things that we believe strongly is to uh, never forget, like never forget what happened because of that, because if you forget history may repeat itself. And that's exactly why we talked about it with our kids and why we expose them to it. And, you know, and even the schools talk about it as well to to understand, you know, racism, anti-Semitism, all that. It, it exists big time because of um, people not really understanding and not not and not looking at history and not seeing what was you know, what really occurred and, and the reasons why it occurred. So uh, people sometimes just want to see what's right in front of them and just want to believe what's told to them. And that and that's it. They've had enough. You know, it's just like, uh-uh. that's all I want. I don't want to know. And then you're in denial. And that's yeah. I think how the education system only gives you tidbits. Like they don't tell you how horrific Christopher Columbus was. And what he actually did and all the sexual diseases that he gave to the indigenous tribes and how they tortured him and killed them. They went on their land. They were there first. Right. And it was all for greed and um, coming from Europe, their religion. And if they didn't convert to the religion, what they did to them. And they and they're like we're going to set the chief and the and you know the wife as a an example and you know torture them and kill them to get these other tribes no idea of English or Spanish you don't even understand what the language was going on in those times so it's like you only get bits and pieces of what they want to share with you in the education system and another thing they don't want to be held accountable for 
their ancestors partake in what they did. Yeah. But there are some cultures that do want to take responsibility. I have to say that um, my parents both received, um, uh, you know, funds from Germany because of being survivors of the Holocaust and being in concentration camps, etc. So they, so there, there was this, you know, um, outpour of, you know, funds for those individuals. So there is some, you know, there are some cultures that say, yes, we did that. We're, we, you know, we, we apologize and hear what, what can we do to help? How can we make it better? So there is some of that, I have to say. Um, I, I do see that because both my parents received pensions because of it. My mother still receives a pension from Germany. So that's, that says well, a lot. that's taking responsibility. Well, it's taking some, uh, some responsibility, but how do you heal from the emotional trauma? How do you transmute that? and alchemy to where your body actually heals that's a, a good question i i don't know i think that it's our it's our personal journey and you know i sometimes think that i always have a dark cloud over me because of it and i fight it a lot because i have a very sunny disposition i smile a lot i i try to see the good in people and the good in things but i i do have this sort of dark cloud that i fight and I know it's because of all that, that it's always there. Um, so it's a, it's a difficult to heal. Um, you know, I have had therapy in my life where it was brought up. And yeah, it's definitely a part of who I am. It's, it's a tough one. How do you heal from that? I don't know. I don't know. It's our own. We all have our personal journey with it. Well, I do some uh, channeling, being an intuitive transmedium i use energy and like the spirit guides to help with that oh cool so that's i'm glad we brought this up yeah <laughs> okay this is where i'm going today <laughs> i had no idea we were talking about but look yeah you never know right where conversation takes you so yeah and the, that's, that's that's my passion is like you know it's like bits and pieces of you know my calling what my sole purpose is and not right. going until but then looking back i had little pieces you know that were presented and i just didn't recognize it until later on yeah now it's all coming together and i'm like oh transitions okay. changes <laughs> it listen in 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 a different way that's exactly what I'm going through, just doing this whole adventure into the entertainment industry, content creation, all that, like, like, how did that happen? But it was always kind of there. And for some reason, I have to do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm a bit of an introvert on top of that. Yet I had to, it had to come out. So yes, we, we need to listen to those little, because they were there all along and we have to pay attention to what, what our calling is. Like what, what is it that, um, you know, it's interesting because I had a psychic on my show, and you might even know him, Artie Hoffman. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What do you have to say? So he kind of, like, he did a reading on me, which I didn't, act, like, I kind of wanted him to, but didn't really want him to. So I sort of said, so what happens during a reading? <clears throat> and he said, okay, I'm going to do a reading on you. What? <laughs> this is live, right? Like, live, live. And he sort of said, <laughs> he said, well, you want to be famous, 
but you don't want to be that famous. You want to be known, but you don't want to be that known because you don't want to put everything like, you know, you don't want to put all the work into it. And you're all a little scared and you're, and he went on, what? And the, the fact of the matter is that's sort of been a struggle I've had all along. It, it's that the part of me wanted to like be in front of the world. And at the same time, I enjoyed being, you know, in my bedroom alone. So it's it's definitely a, a struggle, and um, and he also said there was something wrong with my car, and he was right, by the way. So yeah, he said the yeah, I actually had to get rid of that car, not just because of that; it was getting old. But he said, "Be careful, there's an issue with the blah 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 blah." <laughs> and my boyfriend, who was doing who who does the the technical stuff in the background on Streamyard, he was going, "Yeah, yeah, I know about it." Like, what? It's like I didn't know. So yeah. So just in case he 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 really like I don't know how this guy does it, but he's kind of the real deal in many ways because that that freaked me out. So yes. So but he did say that, and that's very much true. And so there's that struggle um, to being uh, who you were meant to be. We struggle, and we have to go with the little signs. And even that was kind of a sign that. Yeah, that's kind of the path you should be taking, even though it frightens you. You just want a little bit of it. but not. So even him saying that, it made me realize, and it took me, of course, a few months to sort of, you know, make some different, uh, take some different steps, rather, to say, okay, yeah, all right, I'm putting myself out there even more. If it happens, it happens. I'm 65. Like, if it, here's my last, that's how I feel. Last chance. Okay, <laughs> go out and pursue it and... So I've, that's another factor, interestingly enough, was that little kind of, you know, other little hints and signs. Yeah, and if we caught that early on, I can only imagine how our lives would just be. But at least we didn't miss it. So that's a good thing. And I yeah. would tell everybody, don't miss it. You know, we have this misconception of who we are, a false identity of who we are. But if we could just wake up, like wake yourself up and, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza is a great mentor of mine. And he's like, why do you have to wait to a, for a catastrophe to happen to wake up? Yeah, exactly. Why not wake up now? Do a reevaluation. Where is your life now? Are you happy? What's, you know, and you'll, you'll learn and discover that you, you've been actually living somebody else's life. Or to please others or others' expectations of what you should be doing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's where beliefs and programs. And then, yeah, then you had traumas that you didn't realize you had. Everything starts, like, coming to the surface. So you become free, you know, to be. And then you discover your passions. You discover, and that's living life. Oh, absolutely. I, I... Like I said before, you know, if you have it in your heart, if you have a passion, just go after it, you know, just don't waste time. I don't have regrets per se, but I have learned a huge lesson about, um, you know, sort of bearing the passions that I had so that I could be, you know, a good wife, a good mother, um, you know, mm -hmm. a good career woman and do all the right things. Um the sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't regret doing it. Listen, I, I, my 31-year-old son is on the spectrum of autism, and I spent a lot of time with him. 
it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I was there and it was so it, in some ways it worked out the way it was supposed to. You know, I, I, I did a lot of, um, you know, work with him and bringing him to different uh, appointments. And now he's a singer songwriter. He's very good. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So I, so amazing. So I help him, you know, get to find a producer. I put him on, you know, the streaming platforms. I, I got him a couple of guys to uh, do uh, music videos, etc. David Sean Music or David Sean on YouTube. And yeah, that's so it wasn't wasted time, of course, because here was this kid who had challenges, but also had this crazy talent. I, I needed to be there. I needed to but be there. But you learned a lot in the process about producing. So it was yes. a little piece to the puzzle of, okay, we're going to give you little like wisdom through experiencing by helping your son recognize his talents, his gifts, and lining him up to people that's also going to help you with you producing your podcast. See, it's like connecting the dots. Sort of, yes, in, in in many ways, yeah. There was definitely a connection and also people that I met on the, my journey um, who were filmmakers and actually the two videos he, he did were done by different filmmakers that I met in my journey. So that sort of happened for a reason too, that uh, like I met so-and-so and he was able to actually do his first music video and through him I met this other individual who recommended a producer and so like a, a second producer because the first one um, during the pandemic moved back to South America. So we have to find a new producer. And it was all through these people that I would meet in my journey. So Synchronicities. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's sort of interconnected and um, he's been on podcast as well uh, as a guest talking about being neurodiverse and uh, you know, his challenges and also, you know, his music and his passion and he writes all his own music. I mean, it's brilliant. I would love to have him on my show. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> He's a little shy, but he pushes through it because that's part of, you know, the socialization, but you know, but there are people out there who are high functioning and you wouldn't even know it. They, they do this thing that, well, they call it masking. They've learned how to ad- adapt to the world. And so they know how to put on the right, you know, the right facial expressions and whatnot, but Deep down inside, it's they don't really feel that comfortable, but they've learned right. to to live with that. So yeah, so with David, it's a bit he has and he hasn't. But no, he would love it. Are you kidding? He would, yeah, oh, he, he I would, would love it. It would be like awesome to have him, especially because he loves music, and I I love music. Oh wow, I love music. I love dancing. Any aspect that's like the form of arts. Like I love the art aspect and all genres like between sculpting painting you know music dancing all of that so if i could ever get a guest on my show that's some you know loves music a music artist i'd like to promote them have them on my show and just talk about them oh amazing yeah he would love it i love that what is age is not making <laughs> yeah no that that expression like i said i heard it i heard somebody say my age is not my cage i i change it to age is not my cage because exactly what we're talking about just because i'm in my mid-60s does not stop me from pursuing my passions and starting something new which you know is is it's important it, it helps you i actually feel that it keeps me young so to speak 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, age, you know, I know everybody says this, you know, age is just a number. It's just blah, blah, chronological, doesn't match who you are, blah, blah, blah. But you have to really believe it. And yes, there are differences physically. Yes, it is a bit, mm-hmm. you know, you are a little bit slower. It can, you know, there can be certain things that happen because of it, but it shouldn't stop you from being the person or, or, or uh, that you were always meant to be and doing what you always knew you were meant to do it it is so important so and we're living so much longer now so you know retiring at 65 well maybe in the corporate world but now you're in your second half chapter two there's so much you can do yeah and there's so much to live for and you know if you took you know i'm all about like starting to transition into a a healthier like what you consume, what you eat, you know, this is the temple right here, right. Know, what you eat. So I, I'm transitioning. Uh, girl, I was brought up Southern, so it was sweet tea. Ah, okay. And I, I got to a point where like, I felt like inside of me, like, I just can't do tea anymore. And it's been a few years now. And I just can't drink tea. It's just like something happened. Like it, something inside of me is like, no. Mm, and I just didn't taste right. And now I just, yeah, um, getting rid of dairy. You know, I'm, I I love Italian. I love Mexican. So it's like, you know, that's a struggle to, you know, try to get not the processed cheeses and whatnot. I just want like real cheese <laughs> to limit my dairy. So it's like a slow transition, but it's, you know, and then what I put on my skin. Yeah, absolutely. So I just, it's, this is my journey now. (laughs) I think it's amazing that you're going through that journey. And, and by the way, as you age that we're talking about age is not my cage there are changes in your body, in your skin, your hair and, and, People have a hard time adjusting to that. I mean, speaking from my own experience, it's like, oh, well, I always have, you know, really long hair and blah, blah, blah. No, but your hair just, it's not working anymore. You have to accept, you have to do all these treatments. You ha- I know you have very long hair. And I did until about a year ago. So it's like, okay, now my hair has changed. It's a dryer. It's this. I have to use all these treatments. I have to adjust. Like something as simple as that. Um, you know, my skin is more sensitive than it used to be. Um, why is that? It was never like that before. It's it's also the process of aging. Things do change. So we have to adapt to that as well. And we have to live a healthier lifestyle. We should have started. And we come from an era where it wasn't a thing. Not really. It wasn't. Even no, exercise was, wasn't a thing. Well, here later. in the U.S., I don't know about Canada, but in the U.S., everything is instant gratification. Right. Um, there's corporations that just want to profit and sell whatever. And the FDA, it, you know, just, you know, passes it through. You know, there's only 11 products that are banned here in the U.S. But there's wow. over 1,100 banned in Europe. That's what does that tell you? You know, granted, yes, as we age... But then what are we putting in our system that's like depleting, you know, to where we age more? Our, 
our hair and our skin is as we age because we're not getting enough nutrients that we need to maintain. Yeah. You know, and it's like you're only, what was it I said to you before? I was like, you're only old, you're only as old as you feel. Right. You know, so it's me, you know, changing, you know, some of my eating, you know, what I'm eating and whatnot, what I'm putting, like what makeup am I using? What skincare am I using? What shampoo am I using? Um, and making sure I have sex three or four times a week. What is that? I said, making sure I have sex three or four times oh, a week. Yeah. <laughs> so is that a product I can buy? Like, <laughs> like what, what? What is that? You you only you use that three four? Like what is that? Because you look great. Like I I'll I'll buy it. Okay, yes, that that is important. It it's true. It it's true. is. I wish I could have sex in the morning to start my day and sex at night to end my day because it's like the biggest stress reliever. Honestly, it is definitely a stress reliever and it is extremely healthy for you. And in many, many, even the release of the endorphins and, and, you know, and as oh, a, aging. Yeah. And a, a relaxant and yes. And also great for your skin. <laughs> Some byproducts from that that apparently if you apply and i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> and now we're x-rated so yeah that's uh yeah i i thought you could get that in a bottle but okay <laughs> so i said what oh did she God. say because of your southern accent i wasn't sure which you do have <laughs> it's adorable i love it I wasn't sure what you said okay yes let's let's get some of that hey, so there's a, there's an affiliate program i'd sign up for <laughs> but it's free sometimes yeah well yeah <laughs> yeah Depends. and there's yeah, a lifestyle that you can you know get into if you're that opened and yeah hey, I, I did a show on polyamory it was you know and i was i was fascinated with it because it's like, okay, you have an open relationship and you could have other relationships. And sometimes you bring a third party and a fourth party and there's all these people living this lifestyle. And I was like, oh my God, I was fascinated. And I did a show about it with my co-host on our afternoon noon hour out of the box. And he was so uncomfortable talking about it. I thought he was going to faint. He's very, he's actually quite religious. Right. And so he was dying. He was like, because he didn't really, I don't think he understood exactly what I meant by polyamory because I did the research for it. So I sort of like, so then we started talking about it and he went, oh, oh, okay. I, I, so yeah, there's different, different lifestyles, different strokes for different folks. I, I actually kind of understand it. It's not for everyone. No, but... I, you, you would have to like, I couldn't even imagine doing that because it sounds like you need an event planner to schedule everything. And well, that's, that's exactly what my co-host said. He said, so how did they, what do they, they go on Google and plan it out? Do they have like meetings? How does that, <laughs> does that work out? And I'm going, well, yeah, actually there's a lot of planning and there's a lot of discussion and there's a lot of, yeah, cause this is just from pure research, but really it's definitely there... out there. There isn't, but I, there's another lifestyle that is like a swinging lifestyle. Yes. Yes. There's swinging lifestyle as well. Yeah. Which is different from polyamory yes. and there. Yeah. That's an, and it's very much out there as well. Um, 
there are a lot of YouTube channels now devoted to it. There's a lot of, even if you go on TikTok, a lot of people, they can't really say certain things because they're very strict on TikTok, but that's basically what they talk about. And 100%, uh, I remember being a teenager and one of my friend's parents were swingers. And he was trying to explain to me like what would happen. They, they owned um, a motel somewhere in the States and he discovered this as a teenager because like all these people would come and they'd go to different and so he came back to Montreal and said, I don't know, this is what's happening with my parents. But they said they were swingers. Like so we like <laughs> we were like, gee, I wonder what that means. And so that was my first introduction because he had parents, believe it or not, who were into that lifestyle. So that was uh, my first discovery. And it's like, wow, I it's interesting, but listen, if it what if it makes you happy. Yeah, if it's what you want to do. I like 100% my feeling. I'm very, very open. So I get it. I get it from all different perspectives. I, I you know, I, I, I could understand it. If, if it's explained to me, I can, you know, I guess it's an ability to have, you know, put yourself in someone else's shoes. I guess it's a strong mm-hmm. empathy that I have that I could see. Yeah, I, I get it. I do get it. So I just like it opened honestly. <laughs> I, was, I like I was, how the show is going so far. <laughs> like where we're heading. So well, you know, I'm like naive. My even my 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 boyfriend, my partner, he's like, I can't believe how naive you are. And I'm like, well, I really never lived life until you know, my fifties. Now I'm starting to live life because I've been a mom. I've been this, I've been that. that that's all I've done. So <laughs> when he, when we started dating, he, he went to me and he goes, I would like to be in a relationship and enjoy my lifestyle. So I was like, what kind of lifestyle are we talking about? And he mentioned, well, I'm a swinger. And I got excited. I was like, oh, I need to get some new dancing shoes. <laughs> you know, I got really excited. So it, we were like, sort of like, I thought we were on the same page. Then he realized, wait a minute. I don't think she knows what I'm really. So he had to explain it to me. And I went, oh, oh, okay. So I looked at him and I'm like, Sure, why not? Let's try this. I'm open. And he just like looked at me like, really? So he took me to a swingers club. Right. You know, yeah. in Fort Lauderdale. And oh my God. And he goes, so that's what they met with Deanies and Deerfield Beach. That was like, they would say, oh, there's the swingers club. And I thought it was like a dance plays kind of thing. Wow. Okay. And this yeah. was back in the 80s. So it just like, how clueless was I? So when I went there, I was like, this is a whole new world. They got a dance. They got a smorgasbord over here. And then they got the bathrooms. They got the showers. They got the lockers. And and it just got crowded. And I'm like, this is like a nightclub. But you guys have sex? It's like an orgy party. So why don't we say, hey, there's an orgy party going on here. <laughs> you know? That's exactly what it's like. It's, yeah, I've visited myself with my boyfriend we've we've checked it out we went a few times there's several clubs here in montreal and um yeah there's definitely it's very interesting and exactly as you described it there's there's it's a club and it's actually sometimes a very nice club depending on the location and then 
a lot of them have the same sort of feature where there's an upstairs, there's one level, then there's a second level, and then mm -hmm. you have this and you have that, and you can just watch or you can participate. It's all up to you. There's people who just come because they're curious like we were, and it was fascinating. And I get it. Like I said, I get it. You know, it was actually exciting to to, to watch and be part of um, the scene, so to speak. But, you know, you have to it it suits some people it doesn't suit others but i totally get it i i enjoyed visiting it for sure i get it well you know what was fascinating to me because you know being a talk show host and i'm always inquisitive so i started talking to couples couples that are married 20 25 30 40 years do you know what most of them you know expressed to me this saved our marriage oh 100 percent. i i could i could definitely see it I, I understand and i saw that there i saw that there were couples and i saw that they were all different age ranges from very young to much older and um you know it's it's uh it's fascinating and that's you know that's the reality it's out there you know that's you have to and if it makes you happy and if if that's something that you both agree as a couple and it's consensual like go for it if it you know, and if, yes, and I believe that it probably could save some marriages and 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 relationships and and even people who question that their sexuality and realize, oh, I kind of like both or, or, you know, it's you have to realize how, you know, the, the importance of exploring who you are. And it, that's part of the process. Yeah, and and there, all that. Be, there can't be insecurities. No. Our trust issues. So that's exactly what the people with polyamory experience as well. The trust. Yes. And it's the same thing. Yes. As once you go outside a relationship, there's definitely, you have to establish that and say, okay, this is, you know, this is just play. And, you know, we, we have each other or, or whatever it is that you, in polyamory, they actually love other people. It's, it's different. It's a different, oh, I can love you, but I also love them and blah, blah, blah. And as long as you're, so there's all different um you know ways that people make themselves happy you know so if it makes you happy like go for it who cares and, what uh, other people think and say and like oh, just, especially if you're not forcing it on somebody if right. you're not being violent hatred right you know we have enough of that shit going on in this world why not enjoy and have pleasure yeah. And if people had sex more often, I think there'd be a lot more peace in this world. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. As long as it's consensual. Yes, it always has to be consensual. Yeah. And also, yeah, consensual and with, you know, a lot of understanding and a lot of talk. If you're leave, living that lifestyle, if you are a swinger, mm -hmm. if you're into polyamory, et cetera, or any type of, you know, where your relationship is open, that definitely you need a lot of talking, but you know, I think, I think as humans, that's kind of natural in a way. It's very it natural. It's been like, around. Do you always know been around. Been, it's been around from Egyptian times with ISIS. They did like sexual and spiritual, like kind of rituals and, you know, when you understand being divine and spiritual beings, sexual beings, connecting those two together, that's where you you can raise the vibrations of consciousness and like have out of body experiences. Sometimes I have, I've been there. I know exactly. Like when I tell you this, I can't make this shit up. 
No, no, no. I believe you. I, I know that there's like, for instance, tantric, tantric sex. Yes. I know that. So I, I've experienced that. So I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like, whoa. So yeah, I, I get it. And I, I wish that more people would be more understanding and not push their beliefs and their, you know, their little inner prisons that they're living onto others. Because, you know, the bottom line is you have to be happy. And I always tell my kids that. I just want you to be happy. That's it. I don't, you know, everything else. Okay, my kids, just be just, happy. Just be, be happy. You. Yeah. Be happy. Be you. And that's it. Like, who cares? Who cares what others think? I mean, I've, I've given up on that a long time ago. But I wasn't always like that. And so I'm telling those people who are younger, please do not let others' beliefs, you know, stop you from being you and being happy. Create the belief that resonates with you. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. brings you joy, that brings you happiness, that bring that gives you uplifting, inspiration, motivation. Those are the beliefs that you want. Yeah. I agree. Yes. I change my beliefs. I change what I value. Transitions, right? Yeah. Bottom I line. Love talk. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, me too. I didn't know it was going to go there, but. <laughs> hey, but age is not our cage. So no, age is not my, I've gone, I broke that cage. Yeah. A couple of years ago. So yeah, I would just let it, let it go and just be you and explore, explore, you know, if you need to explore, yeah. cause you never know, like maybe, you know, you're going to resonate with a certain lifestyle that like, it's going to, that's what's going to bring you joy. Like, go for it. Don't be afraid. Well, what I meant to uh, even say earlier is being, you know, in the swinging lifestyle with my partner, it's we get to enjoy each other with other people, but yes. it's also, you know, enjoying the sexual energy, our sexuality, and, you know, even dressing up, you know. Oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah. It is so much fun. Let me tell you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I can imagine. And being in that, you know, the, the small circle of, you know, you connect with people, you become friends with them. Yeah, of course. So yeah. I love that aspect. And I'm like, you know, I didn't discover this until I turned 50. So yeah, it's been like fat, the fabulous 50. <laughs> That's what they call it. The fabulous 50s and they call it the sexy 60s. There's a reason. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure. And so that's and, and it's interesting that we let go of a lot of BS that we've learned in our lives and we just become who we really are and what we want to do and what we want to be, whether you know it's your lifestyle, your vocation and just how you live your life. Like, just do it. Just be authentic to yourself because stop caring what other people think. I've had to I lost my best friend because I decided to do a podcast. I mean, ridiculous things. So who cares? Just just be you. So what we both can say to the younger generation. Yeah. Discover who you are. Don't wait until you're our age to figure everything. Like, do it now. Yeah. If you know in your heart of hearts, don't be afraid. Explore. See who you really are. If you want to act, if you find you, you know, you have different beliefs, want a different lifestyle, like just just go try, experiment. It's important to know who you are. And have all the experiences 
you know, there, you, you might have some good ones, you might have some bad ones, but at least you're going to gain wisdom, have knowledge and understanding about it to know what works for you, what doesn't work for you, yeah. what you will take and what you will not take. That's the whole journey of life. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's why I say age is not my cage. (laughs) And it shouldn't be, even if you're younger, it shouldn't be your cage either. If you're a 20 year old, age should not be your cage. Go and experience life. Don't think because you're so young that you have to fit into the box. No, 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 no. It's not. Mm -mm. It's just because other people are doing certain things. Doesn't mean if it doesn't sit well with you, pay attention to that. You don't have to follow that, you know, follow that. Yeah. You know, and you know, part of my coaching is, you know, a lot of the kids, they're hurting, they're, they don't know how to express their thing. So that's when my coaching, you know, can come in hand and say, Hey, you know, uh, you're just covering up your guilt, your shame, you know, by using these vices and whatnot. You know, and that's where addiction comes in. And we don't oh, want yeah. that, do we? You know? No, no, you so, don't. Yeah. Learned the hard way on that one. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. No, ad- addiction is, you know, you fill a void. That's mm-hmm. basically the bottom line. You're filling a void. A lot, I know a lot of people who self-medicate for many reasons. So, you know, you explore that. Trauma. Yeah, you don't, don't want to deal yeah. with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it whether it is a trauma, whether it is simple as you have attention deficit disorder and you, you know, it's not being recognized, so you're self medicating, so you can function. Like there's there's many different reasons why people, um, yeah, turn to self medicating, turn to and be and and experience addiction. Even having phone addiction, that's that's a whole other. That's something that I deal with a little bit. Cell phone addiction. I did a show on that as well. That, you know, it's like I go to sleep with it. I wake up with it. And it's always, you know, like I have it right here. You know, it's like it's always like I have to stop. And sometimes I turn it off for a few hours and I just like hide it, even though I'm hiding it. Of course, I can find it. But just, just you know, the the, it's it's just, you know, it's sort of like symbolic of I'm not going to look at it for a few hours. So what is that all? That's a type of dopamine. You know, if you are, you know, if I'm having, you know, I put a post and all of a sudden, you know, I have 10,000 views. There's like a, a dopamine rush. It's, it's very similar. It's weird. It's weird. You know what I've done to, to avoid getting into that is I, um, because of another podcaster, cause I'm always looking and studying other podcasters and, you know, these podcaster courses and whatnot. And right. one that did stuck out at me, he's like, all you gotta do first thing in the morning, 30 minutes, you go through, you could do it in 15 minutes, but you, and I don't do this until the only thing when I get on my phone is I do a meditation and I use my phone for my meditation. When I get up in the morning, I go outside, put my earbuds and I just listen and just get my, my feel good vibrations up. And then I stop there, wait, put it down get myself ready, have my coffee and whatnot. Then I'll come back to it. And then I'll go through my social media and whatnot and just respond to any notifications that I have. I, I time myself. You got 15 That's minutes. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm so organized and I don't want to spend, I cannot stand being on a computer. I don't like being on my phone, but I don't want to follow like, cause I, I observe everybody on their phone constantly. 
And I'm like, where is your connection with human beings now? Yeah. I mean, granted, 100%. during the pandemic was one thing. That was the only way to stay connected. Yeah. But now we got addicted. Exactly what happened to me. So I'm learning to separate myself because that was my connection to the world was the, my you know, laptop and my phone. This is like where I lived. So I didn't see yeah. anyone except for my boyfriend and my son who, who lived with me. And that was it. I, I, it was a strange way of living and I became dependent on it. So now I'm like. I'm so I have, I mean, granted now I have a business, you know, it's my show and everything. So between it's either 30 to 60 minutes, an hour just to do what I need to do, then take it away and then go focus on something else. Yeah. You know, so I got the morning, then I'll have afternoon lunch break or something, 15, 30 minutes to touch base on anybody, answer emails, then go back to work on something else. And then my my next time will be towards the evening. So it's like three times a day, Monday through Friday, boom. That's all you really need. A hundred percent. Even if you creating content, you could do that in a night, take an hour of your day, do batch videos, for instance, because I do content and just that's it for the day. You've done it. You can save it and you can post every day at 8 p.m. or something or 6 p.m. So, yeah, there are ways to get around it a hundred percent. And that's what I'm that's my journey now is to just sort of like separate myself from it. And it, it, it is a type of addiction, but it was, yes, it, it is something that is an offshoot of being locked in for so long that it, it became a dependency of sorts. So yeah, there's all different types of addictions, aren't there? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And it's a transition. And now I got Canva pro that I use so I could schedule everything to be. Posted. Oh. So I could do like Monday, Wednesday or Friday posting on my show. Even though I'm on the computer, I'm not using my phone. It's both of these things, my computer and my phone. I need to take a break from, because here's the a science aspect. I don't know if you know about this, Esther, but these devices, electronic devices, lowers our, our frequency vibrations too. That's, that's when I got like understood that. that, yeah. It lowers the frequency because the electromagnetic, because we're electromagnetic as well. So we're trying to raise our vibrations and our frequencies up and our consciousness up, right? What does the negative, it's these, the computer and everything. So I've learned, oh, no wonder my vibrations are going down and I can't keep them up because I'm always at these devices. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So that makes me, it makes me disciplined on how much time I spend with these devices so I could go back and recharge. Right. Keep my vibrations, my frequencies up nature, you know, breathing. Yeah. A hundred percent. So that's just a, you know, nugget that I could share with everybody. Thank you. Interesting. (laughs) Love it. This has been great. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. I enjoyed this so much. I love having conversations with people like you. It's just a pleasure, a joy, and enlightful. It really is. Yeah, same here. Feel the same way. Love the conversation. And And I look forward to being on your show coming. Yes, yes. Will you talk about your lifestyle? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. All right. That'll bring the people in. (laughs) If I I can't be honest with myself, how am I going to be honest with everyone else? And not for nothing. It's like, this is, this is what gives me joy. This is what gives me pleasure. Plus, I don't want somebody later using that to exploit me. So I'm just like, I'm going to be open now because then you motherfuckers cannot use this against me later. Exactly. Bravo to you. So I'm playing it smart. Yeah. Good for you. You know, and hey, if you if you see pictures of me, hey, did I look good? Did I have, you know, did I dress nice? <laughs> kind of That's the bottom line, right? Like, oh, she was <laughs> doing, you know, X, Y, Z, but. She looked amazing. That's yeah. all that counts. <laughs> yep. As long as I looked good. <laughs> Love it. That's great. That Looking forward to that as well. All right. Thank you, Esther, so much. I look forward to uh, staying connected with you. 100%. It, it's just truly amazing. Thank you so much. And you look gorgeous. Oh, stop. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you <laughs> saying that. Thank you. So there you go. You never know what I'm going to talk about and you never know who I'm going to get on this show. So you got to stay tuned to Wake Up With Casey.